city blacks. the 100th episode baby we did it 100 episodes three studios seven producers no not that many but i feel like the roach has finally settled into his roach motel thank you to richie doing dishes for that intro music of course the roachy award-winning song wasn't nothing and yeah, 100 episodes is interesting to me because when I started doing this, and I'm still learning my way as we go here, I'm still trying to figure things out, and I'm still trying to evolve and grow into uh, the roach that you all want me to be and uh, that you will enjoy watching and everything like that, and I appreciate you if you've been here since day one. That's crazy because that means 100 episodes in podcast land means about two years, and uh, in radio, 100 hours happens in four times four weeks a month so it's like i've done a month of radio now uh and um in these two years so i'm still i feel like i'm getting my stride you know as we go here and uh i got a lot of people that i want to thank you know i just did your mom's house live a couple of weeks ago and i went back and i saw everybody for the first time in a long time really probably the first time i saw any in the since they were on the podcast and that was the first week that you were a producer, Karsten, right? Yeah. You were like thrown into the fire that weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't remember exactly what episode that was. Do you by a chance? I mean, I'm sure we can find out. But that's that's so you've been here since that episode. And I haven't seen them since that episode. And uh, I'm trying not to burp into the microphone. Uh. There we go. That was a good one. I'm going to shotgun up some more too it's tough to do it sitting down i gotta say <laughs> for gas reasons they were on back on episode 47 47 so more than half of the existence of this podcast ago which is crazy and so it was an it was delightful hanging out with them again you know seeing the new studio was unbelievable and of course i got to see a lot of it because i gave a tour of it it was like i had to get an education on it and it, it's unbelievable it's crazy and i hope you bought the package and watched it um because you got a a glimpse of it yourself and how state-of-the-art it is i mean people come in there and they're blown away it's better than fucking nbc sports when i went there it's crazy and uh yeah so i mean i had such a blast with them and it made me you know sort of reminisce about our time together back you know in the first 30 episodes or 29 episodes of this program, but it seems like a lifetime ago, to be quite honest. And we've come along a, a long way since then. And thank you to Ryan Sickler and Amanda Holler, who uh, guided us through that year where, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know. I was worried. I was a little uh, nervous leaving your mom's house, uh, but it's all seemingly working out for the best. And now we are 100 episodes deep. And I'm very appreciative to, uh, like I said, Amanda and Ryan, who shepherded us through that time and got us on track after your mom's house and now i'm i'm thankful for 
being in this new Roach Motel with Rob and Kirsten and uh, and Fanny. So thank you so much to everybody who's ever been involved with the show because I'm a fucking dummy. I don't know shit about shit, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to do this alone, and I barely can do it alone at this, <laughs> at this at this point. So I'm appreciative of all of you, and I'm appreciative if you've been watching, and if you haven't been watching this whole time, well, welcome, and uh, I'm glad you're here, and I hope that we continue to grow and have a wonderful time as well. But you know what time it is? And it's perfect timing for the 100th episode because sports are coming alive again. Football season is in the air. We are only seven days away. Well, no, I mean, we are about nine days away. Uh, If you're watching this on the day it comes out, we are nine days away from the start of football season. And I'm going to the very first game of the football season. The Buffalo Bills will be taking on the Los Angeles Rams right here in my backyard. I'm going into enemy territory despite the fact that I live here, going to SoFi Stadium, me and my best friend in the whole world, comedian Matt Wayne. If you're a fan of Tuesdays with Stories and you're on their Patreon, you've heard Matt Wayne a bunch of times. He's been on uh, Adam Devine's house party. I think I'm going to get him. He's just going to be the guest that week when he's in town. We're going to have him on the podcast. So he's the funniest person I know. And also, I mean started comedy with him i uh i can't wait until we go to the bills game together i mean we get fucked up when we're together if there's a mountain of weed in front of us i it's not like we do it deliberately but we just don't he's the other guy that doesn't stop smoke i keep packing bowls until people bow out and then i go oh josh you what are you doing you know Everyone wants to stop smoking, stop packing bowls. He's the guy that won't say no. So we go, I mean, we've had some unbelievable summers that you write books about. It's crazy. So I can't wait. It's the first time I'm hanging out with him in L.A. He's coming to my new apartment. It'll be like the first couple of nights I spend in my new apartment even when he's there. So uh, I can't wait for it. It's going to be an unbelievable time. I'll try to take as much video as I can. I wish I hired, I wish I got a third ticket and hired someone to come just film everything because uh, it's going to be a party for sure. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Some fucking Rams fan could stab us. You know, I don't know. I don't know how it gets in enemy territory. I'm going to act like I'm going to a Bills game. And uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of Bills fans there. I mean, I'm going to be decked out, dude. I am so stoked. It is coming. And I think that that is happening around the NFL. I think it is one of the most anticipated NFL seasons of all time. And I think that has to do with COVID and it has to do with the pandemic and people like still kind of like last season, you know, fans were allowed back, but it was kind of weird. Still, you had to show your fucking tests and shit. You had to show your uh, your vax card. Now it's just back to fucking free for all. Oh, you got COVID? Don't get tested. <laughs> that's a, that's a, and then it's like, I'm just hung over. You don't fucking know anymore. I mean, now it's like, I feel like people are just like passing it all around. So it's like, go to a stadium. It's open air. Have fun. Eat a hot dog. Fucking make out with a stranger. Finger a stranger's b-hole on the, uh, you know, while the game's going on. I've That's what happens in the Bill Stadiums. I should have prompted you to pull up that video or that photo. It's easy to find. If you just type in Ralph Wilson Stadium fingering. You'll find it in the old Google images. And I and you can deem whether or not it's appropriate to show on the program. I think it's fine. I think you just have a man's hand going down the back of a of a butt. Did it come up? I don't know. I can't tell. There you go. 
there it is yeah no it was a video so yeah i mean there's a you don't need to see the video i i don't want to show it and get pulled off of youtube here but yeah there's just a hand down the pants that's what happens there's a girl there's a, a an old story where you can find a photo of this probably too we don't have to uh where a woman in the parking lot at, at ralph Wilson stadium uh blew a man for a kiko alonzo jersey kiko alonzo he eventually was traded to the Eagles for LaShawn McCoy uh, and his career not but a fart in the wind, unfortunately. He was one of the most popular Bills when he was on the Bills. Then we traded him to the Eagles and he just went. We got LaShawn McCoy. It was pretty dope. Good call, Chip Kelly. Good trade, buddy. But uh, I'm in fucking regular season form. As you saw, I shotgunned a beer already. And I feel like there's a lot of NFL fan bases out there that are also... Uh, in mid-season form already and we t i mean we got an email here this one coming to us by way of amanda dingus she wrote this in and uh, i hope that she doesn't say to me don't say my name because i read her name already it says hey josh big fan here in ohio love the show i got to go to the Bengals game this past friday it's a preseason game dude sitting next to me shows up to his seat already wasted double fisting beers he tries to climb over into his seat he falls all over the place his foot slips and he goes down beer goes everywhere here is a picture of the same guy right before halftime also made josh allen fan out of me can't wait till we play buffalo in january thank you my favorite roach amanda dingus so here's the man didn't even make it to halftime Ooh boy pathetic showing Pathetic. Well, Rob, you know, sometimes, and I will, I'm going to have empathy for this man. You know, I practice empathy. I try to bring it to every situation. The man was uh, shit faced as he went in. Now, you mentioned earlier that this man has quite the black beard. I said just for men's easily. Like, there's no way the beard is that black. But also, he could just be a young guy, is what I'm thinking now. You know? He does seem a little baby faced underneath the beard. Right. And it's a very stark black beard so i think maybe perhaps he's just a man who he probably has a shitty job you know <laughs> he just looks like a guy who has like maybe he doesn't even care that he has a shitty job he doesn't even realize his job is shitty but boy oh boy the bangles are back and he's going to the game and he had a good time now I never really had a job where I've considered it shitty. I was always chasing my dreams. Sure, of course, I made very little money in radio, especially at the time I'm about to harken back to. But I do believe the year, I think I was 20, maybe 21. I hope I was 21 for the amount of alcohol people were giving me. But, you know, such is in Buffalo. I could have even been 19. But I think, I mean, it was like, I think I was even 19 maybe because it was college. And it was like the one of the first times my friends were all back. It was December 28th. The Bills played the Broncos. Jay Cutler was on the Broncos at the time. And J.P. Lossman was the Buffalo Bills quarterback. So if that gives you any fucking indication. And it was a Saturday night game. So, I mean, I, I'm sure we could deduce what year it is. But I uh, I went to that game. And it was a primetime Saturday night game, which in Buffalo is, at the time, un unheard of. Now we get primetime games rained upon us from the skies because the Bills are everyone's darling all of a sudden. But back when, you know, we were in the drought of playoffs, we got no primetime love. 
So this was insane. We started tailgating at the time that you would normally start tailgating for a one o'clock game. And by the time the game started, I was I had done 17 funnels. I did shots. I'm doing fucking this, that, the other thing. I think I was drinking wild turkey out of a bottle of it and just funneling beers. I was blacked out by the time I walked into the game. I only remember screen grabs in my brain of the game. And I remember distinctly the Bills, you know, getting smoked. I think by the the Broncos were pretty good at the time. Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall were connection. I think I saw that happen once or twice. But I was this man in my seat by right when we sat down. I mean, and my friend, he was like, I got to get him out of here. My buddy Al, my best friend growing up, he was sitting with me because I had two seats in the radio from the radio station. And we were kind of lower and all my friends bought seats up in the, so we were alone and he has to babysit me essentially. And, uh, he's like, oh my God, he's passed out and nobody cared really. (laughs) And then he, but he cared. He thought we were going to get in trouble. He didn't know. So he's like trying to wake me up and eventually he does. And by the time halftime comes, we left at halftime because everyone was wasted every one of us we all were like we got to get out of here you know people are passing out in their seats and shit and like the bills i think we're losing so we uh we had to congregate during halftime and i went into the corner of like the concession area and just left a pile of vomit like this high and my friend's like oh my god he's puking in the stadium we're gonna get fucking blacklisted and shit and a security guard did come up to us and my friend goes he's just uh letting them out you know and and I go, I'm fine. And the guy goes, is that Josh Potter? <laughs> and uh, the guy just <laughs> let me chill because I was on the radio. It was crazy. But, I mean, in normal situations, I feel like I should have got tossed in that capacity. But, yeah, what a what a memory. So I don't have any – I mean, that this guy, who knows what the rest of his night was like. He's at a – but he's in midseason form. He's acting like this is Bengals playoffs. That's how hard he partied, and I respect that. That he went to a preseason game and was like, let's, yes, football is back. Let's tie one on. And you know what other fan base has been really impressing me during this preseason? It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they are a franchise. If you don't follow football, they are. By the way, I didn't I didn't hit the, I'm so like, I'm buzzed from one beer and I didn't hit the fucking sport. We have to play it. It's the 100th episode. Odd track numbers. Shout out to you, buddy. I know Mike Vick, he had that thing with the dogs and shit. Dogs and shit. I thought I would be able to get it off in time, but I didn't, huh? I know Mike Vick, he had that thing with the dogs and shit. Dogs and shit. Dogs. Shout out to Odd Track Numbers because that man has been contributing to both this podcast and my Patreon since day one. So God bless you in the 100th episode, my friend. But yes, the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, you know, a franchise, If you again, you're not familiar with football. I love to educate people out there. Think of them as just a weird cousin that's a surprise in your family. 
You know, they come up in the, they're super young. You know, the, the Jaguars came to be in the 90s expansion team. So no one expected much, but they came out of the gate. And you're like, this guy's fucking killing it. They're cool. They're smart. You know, like, what is going on? The Jaguars were like, when Tom Coughlin was running them in the, out the gate, they were like winning the AFC fucking division titles and shit. They had Natron Means. They bumped the Bills out for the first time uh, in four years. The first time the Bills didn't go to the Super Bowl was because of the Jaguars. It's fucking nuts. They were killing it. Mark Brunel, who's on hard knocks now with the Detroit Lions as the quarterback coach. I mean, they were killing it out of the gate. So were the Carolina Panthers. They're, they're kind of the same way, but in the NFC. But the Jaguars fans have had to suffer through a litany of just shitty years in the last probably 20 of them. Most recently, they had Urban Meyer, and we cataloged his fucking follies on this program quite a bit. The man, uh, you know, Urban Meyer, a college football icon, gets a pro football job, and like it happens so often with Nick Saban, I mean, even Pete Carroll at a certain level, uh, until he went to the Seahawks. Sometimes these college coaches come to the pros and they treat adult men as if they are children in college. It's wild. And that was the least of peak of a fucking Urban Meyer's fault. I mean, he was then he was, I'm not going to fly back with the team. Actually, I'm going to stay here in uh, Ohio and I'm going to finger fuck a, a lady on the dance floor. I'm going to do that. That's what he decided to do. We showed that picture, obviously, way back in the day. But so the Jaguars fans have had to deal with a bit of embarrassment. And coming into this year, now they've got uh, Peterson, who's their coach, and uh, he's fucking, you know, a Super Bowl winning coach already. He won with the Eagles just a few years ago, Doug Peterson. And uh, now he's coaching the team, so there's a bit of hope. And you can tell in the air of preseason because they are in midseason form. We showed them playing the Browns last week. Let's watch that video again because that's a fun one. You know, the Browns, of course, have Deshaun Watson as their quarterback and... uh, Boy, oh boy, did he uh, sexually assault a lot of women. So they, they chanted this, if you recall. We showed this last week. I mean, that is old people chanting. That is children. Oops, excuse me. Now watch this drive. No, that is old people. That is children chanting. All in unison. You sick fuck about Deshaun Watson. Mid-season form. And we have another video, but before we do that, I want to dwell on Deshaun Watson for a second. Because Browns fans, they've decided to, uh, I guess, I mean, he's suspended for 11 games. We talked about that as well a couple of weeks ago. Not last week, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, he's suspended and he is not going to be playing for 11 games. But if you're a dad out there, in Cleveland and you are a Browns fan and you have a child who you want to bring this fandom to and you're trying to explain what's going on with Deshaun Watson, the team's face, the quarterback of the team. I don't know how you'd explain it necessarily, but uh, this is one tactic, I suppose, is to do it this way. Here's how one gentleman decided to show his child, you know, Deshaun Watson is suspended, but you know what? They did him dirty. (laughs) <laughs> All he was trying to do was get a little puss. He's trying to get a little stank on his fingers. You know what I'm saying, son? So we're going to go out there to First Energy Field, and we're going to show our support. So he gives his son the free Watson sign, and then on his sign he goes, Fuck them hoes. 
if you're listening in the audio section. So they're standing next to each other. Father-son bonding moments. Free Watson, the kid chants. Fuck them hoes, chants the dad. Wild stuff. Hey, that's one way to deal with it, you know? It is tough to explain to your child that the quarterback of his favorite football team is a sexual predator. <laughs> it is very tough. Now watch this drive. But let let us not forget about the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fans. There's actually more evidence that the fervor is only growing. We have a video that was sent in to us, uh, I do believe. And uh, I think it was, I'm not going to say who it was. I think, I think I got a lot of people who sent this in. And I'll, we'll watch the video first and I'll I'll figure it out here. And there you go, a fight in the stands. Here you go. Look at this. And there's a left, and a right, and a left, and a right. Oh, and now this guy's getting involved. That is a big man right there. I don't even know who's fighting who. I'm trying to decipher who's the enemy. This guy's getting dunked into a seat. Oh, here comes a guy. He just wants to get some action. Some Florida fucking guy right here. He's just like, give me some of this. He gets pulled off immediately. It seems the large burly man is the center of attention. Here this guy comes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Out of nowhere. He's been trying to get in the mess for a while now. And there's another one. A lot of tattoos on the arms, a lot of tribal stuff. Now it spills into the stairs, you see. It's going up the stairs. It's spilling into the concourse, folks. And more people are collecting. There's a man in a Trevor Lawrence jersey running away. David Garrard was the best. How dare you sp- How dare you not say he's the fucking best? David Garrard's the fucking best. Fred Taylor, motherfucker. Pass to number 84, Sneed. And there, now, now the women are coming. Ooh, look at these. All right, all right, look at these ladies coming up in here and seeing who's... I want to get with the one that's winning. Who's winning this fucking fight right here? Oh, it's still going. Where is the security? There's a security person just standing at the bottom of the stairs going like, hey, 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 hey. That security person is doing nothing. Come on, you guys. You guys. Come on. And there you have... That was a lot... There was no security. And that's what I love about you, Jacksonville. You're a fan base, Jacksonville, that flies under the radar. You know, the Bills, we get a lot of credit. And I love the credit we get. We deserve every ounce of it. Come to a fucking Bills game and you'll have the time of your goddamn life. I will say it right now. It is the best party in America Young or old, I don't care what you are. Your kid's going to see some shit. Your kid's going to see If you're bringing a kid, my parents didn't let me go to a Bills game until I was like 13. because. And my dad took me to one. He let me see Joe Montana play when he was on the Chiefs. and But that was because he won some tickets from his job. And we got like a limo there or something like that. That was the only time my dad let me go to a Bills game before that. And because, I mean, he was like, no, fucking, I go to Sabres games all the time. It's, it's There's some nonsense at Sabres games. Not not like there is at Bills games. And, uh, you know, when you get to go to your first one and you get to see it happen, it is like coming of age. It's my bar mitzvah, you know? And Jacksonville, they don't get enough credit, is what I'm saying, for being a fan base of animals. 
else. And I like that about you out there, Jacksonville. I do. I'm watching you. You know, you're in the AFC. We may have to see each other down the road. You know, right now, you don't seem like a threat. So I think I'm like, root. I'm rooting for your success. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about that. The fucking AFC South. What do I care? We'll see you in the playoffs if you get there. They did beat us the when the Bills beat the when the Bills finally like overcame the drought. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the ones who beat us out. Blake Bortles, shout out, respect Blake Bortles. He's on part of my take all the time. He's a cool guy. Shout out Blake Bortles, and shout out Tyrod Taylor. You know he he broke the drought. Not enough people give him credit. Why? People are racist. Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's, uh, you know. The uh, inner city blacks. But, yeah, that's the, I mean, we got another, I forgot about this lady. I just looked at my cue sheet here. I forgot about this lady. Pull her up because Jacksonville's always been sneaky wild with their fan base. And this is a woman from years ago. I'm talking like maybe a decade ago. And uh, she is just a real gem. I don't know who found her. I hope she's still alive. I'd love to know who this lady is. If you're in the Jacksonville area, this lady must be, what, a celebrity to you? She must be the fan that you put on, like, like in the Bills, we have Elvis, who, like, this guy who dresses up like Elvis. Everyone knows who he is. He's been in every fucking photo since 1992. So this lady, I, does it say what year it is on the on the video? The video is from 2018, but I feel like no, this, this is, is probably older than way older than 100%, that. 100%, 100% way older. So this was just uploaded or whatever. Take a look at this fucking lady. They say they have the best draft in the entire NFL. Are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years <laughs> since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Thank you. I mean, I want her. I mean, that lady. I want to I'm fucking I'm going to let that lady suck my dick. Shit, that lady's fucking hot. Kirsten, you're nodding your head. <laughs> what are you nodding your head about? I don't know. I I did enjoy her. You did it. You were nervous. You didn't like that she uh, looked into the camera like that. They're gonna steal the show. That's like who does that remind? I don't know. There's somebody that uh, that reminds you. That's like a. That's movie. like a. It's like a female Bill Hicks. Yeah, it was really strange. It was like no, you're thinking Sam Kinison. Oh, I wasn't, but now yes, that you say that, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yes. no, 100%. Steal the show. And the way she looked at the camera, fuck, badass lady. I hope she's still alive, and if she is, tell her to call me. She's almost definitely not. You don't think so? Nah. Or, that or was like may, from, you know uh, she might have it's some... not 2018, it can't be 2018, but it's not too far. It's gonna. I'm going to say it's gonna. It's from 2007, I'm going to make my guess. But I feel like, that's why I feel like I... I'm kind of kinship with Jacksonville Jaguars fans. There are many a roach in Jacksonville, and I feel like uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars fans and I can coexist and get along very, very nicely. But we do have another video uh, here of a gentleman who is in the broadcasting field. And again, I just did your mom's house live, and it was 
a real test of broadcasting, you see, doing a live show for 30 minutes. There's no stopping it, no errors. When the bright lights come on, it's time to go. I bought a fucking Armani suit for that shit. What's up? By the way, I think I'm addicted to suits, the way that people get addicted to tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Like, people get tattoos and they're like, I gotta get a sleeve. Now I'm like, the process of getting a suit was so fun. I, rem- was, I remember when you were going to wear a suit for the Rochis, but you said that when you put a suit on, you look like you should be sitting on Jeff Dunham's lap. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that. No, I did feel that way. I, w- I mean, I had a shitty suit. Now I put one on. I mean, you put on a fucking Armani dog. Oh, God. It's like they measure your legs. They fucking, you know, I don't know what they're doing. It's like you're working on a car, but you feel like uh, fucking the bell of the ball when they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? It was awesome. And I was like, I want to get 10 more suits. I want to get this color, this color, this color. It's fun. It's like getting a tattoo. But yeah, no, I mean, and I got to wear the suit. I was out there. I had the mic with the flag on it and I was fucking doing a show. And I was broadcasting, and it was fun to broadcast again. This is the same. You know, I enjoy doing this show. It's my life. It's my job. I appreciate it, but this isn't live to air. This isn't fucking, you know, this comes out when we say it comes out. And you watch it because you want to watch it. It's not just something you stumble across. It's not, and, and granted, that's not the case with your mom's house live, but it is, there's no, you are going right to the living room, and that is the exciting part to me. And I miss it, but this gentleman... You know, he's done quite a bit. He's a Dodger reporter. And uh, I'm going to figure out his name. Oh, David Vesig, Vasig, uh, I do believe is his name. David Vasig. I don't I don't watch the Dodgers broadcast because it's blocked out. I have to get my VPN back running again because, you know, you can't watch local broadcasts on MLB TV, evidently. Uh, so I don't get to see his wonderful work. But I did get to see this because it went viral. And he was uh, doing a preview of the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. And in the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, you see, there is a slide. And every time that there is a home run hit by the home team, the mascot slides down the slide. So the reporter goes, I'm going to go slide down the slide here. So uh, it's an American family field, of course. Their mascot rides down a slide beyond left field wall to celebrate. When visiting reporter of the game on Wednesday Decided he wanted to go down the slide for a stunt. Well, this is what happened. Let's take a look. Video going viral across the country. David Vasse sliding down Bernie the Brewer's slide. Has a bit of a crash landing, unfortunately, at the end of this. Broken wrist. Six cracked ribs. (laughs) He fucking decks himself, dude. There's my cast. Moment of the, they gave him the moment of the game there on uh, what is that Sportsnet, and uh, they're like David, the guy really he fucking didn't do that clip justice. That's a bitch moment of the game. That's can you funny. can you play it one more time? Can you yeah. go back to the beginning because he explains it well. I want to hear how he does it because I'm gonna the do it. Video on going viral. Video going viral. Here we go. Down Bernie, the so here he goes because we want to watch this guy break his arm a couple landing, times. Unfortunately, at the end of this, Don't spoil it. Broken wrist. Don't he spoils it? One cast. There it is. There it is. No, he's this guy fucks it up. Despite how much pain he was in, he even did a pregame interview with Justin Turner before he ever went to the emergency to get everything checked out. Did the okay? Go back to the beginning and mute it. This is how a pro (laughs) would have done it. 
David Vesic, of course, our uh, sideline reporter here, he decided to take Bernie's slide that he does when the Brewers score a home run, and here he goes down the slide, and oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Looks like a crash landing. He broke his wrist in two places, six ribs, and there's the cast on his arm. He even did a pregame uh, interview with Justin Turner before he uh, slid down the slide and Man, the man needs to drink a little milk, huh, partner? I don't know. I mean, good <laughs> golly. Breaking your bone on I mean, the mascot slides down that slide. He went down there with some velocity. Maybe uh, lay off the uh, cheeseburgers there, David. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he's still on the sidelines because we don't have great health insurance here at Sportsnet. Nah, I bet they do. But, yeah, I mean, the guy fucking, he ruined the clip. He fucking said what happened before it happened. And then, of course, they show the man breaking his arm. That's kind of gnarly. That's something that you would think they would show live on television. And then maybe that would just go viral, as the man mentioned. But they wouldn't show it again on Sportsnet. They're like, let's just show this guy breaking his fucking arm on Sportsnet over and over again. And, like, I mean, they wouldn't do that with an athlete. If an athlete broke their their arm or leg they wouldn't show the they they would give you a warning. They go graphic uh, content coming up here as Mookie Betts breaks his leg or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't <laughs> fucking have it just play. They would tell you this one. They were like making it like fu- that's broadcasting, folks. That's how low it is on the totem pole. That they're just like whatever. This fucking guy, he's a fucking clown. Let's just you know let's watch the clown break his arm. <laughs> but if it was a, an athlete, they would say, folks, we have terrible news. Uh, Joe Theismann, you know, and then they wouldn't show it over and over again because they've learned their lesson. But here on the 100th episode, it is brought to us by a wonderful sponsor to get familiar with for the football season. It's a great way to transition out of the sports because today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by DraftKings. And the wait is over, folks. Football will be here very soon, and you can get ready for NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. You can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action for opening night? The Bills playing the Rams. I'm already betting the Bills money line. And the over parlayed, just saying. You can experience the thrill of DraftKings early, and you can uh, win a promotion, as a matter of fact. But on any NFL team of your choosing, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's unbelievable stuff right there. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you'd like. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code Josh Potter, and you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code Josh Potter. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But let's get into the news, shall we? Oh boy, folks, I got a whole stack. This is what we call a news dump. For the fucking 100th episode. I'm so excited. And the first one up, this is from Ryan in Pennsylvania. This one has been sent to me. I have to give a shout out to other folks who have sent it because it's been sent to me so many times. And I feel like every Roach reporter should get credit for it. Uh, Shout out to T-Bone. 
Roach, Roach Reporter also sent this uh, story to me. Also, Jacob. So thank you. Many of people sending this bad boy in, and there's probably more than I didn't list. Uh, a man was, this is out in Pennsylvania, in Ryan's hometown. A man was purchasing human body parts online, according to the Cumberland County District Attorney's Office. Jeremy Pauley, 40 years old, was arrested Thursday and is charged with abuse of a corpse receiving stolen property and dealing in the proceeds of unlawful activities. East Pennsboro Township Police received a complaint on June 14th about a possible human body parts being sold online. On or around July 8th, police were called to Polly's former home uh, on North Enola Drive by a caller who reported finding possible human remains inside several buckets in the basement. How'd the man get in the basement? That's what I'd like to know. There is a video below. Evidently, the district attorney's office said that after police conducted a search warrant and seized the buckets, the buckets of body parts, evidently, a forensic pathologist confirmed the remains were in fact human body parts. According to a criminal complaint, those parts included brains, a heart, kidney, spleen, livers, lungs, and skin. It only had one kidney, though, eh? Interesting. It said, you know, unless is the plural of kidney kidney? No, I is think it like it's, I think deer? It's kidneys. That's what I would yes. think as well. So maybe there was just one kidney. This wasn't pluralized. There was only one. There was br- multiple brains, a heart, a kidney. It sounds like a Wizard of Oz. One spleen, multiple livers, multiple lungs, and skin. Polly purchased the remains through Facebook. Oh, okay. I can't get my goddamn television stand through Facebook Marketplace, but fucking this guy's purchasing body parts. I got scammed on a television stand, but this guy gets brains. Fuck fuck off. Fuck Facebook Marketplace. You can buy body parts, but you can't buy a fucking television stand for Christ's sake. Police said they obtained messages that showed Paulie was attempting to purchase additional remains from a woman in Arkansas. Those items were to be shipped via the U.S. Postal Service. God bless them. Rain, sleet, snow, slush, whatever. The district attorney's office said that the packages were intercepted in Scranton and contained human remains. I mean, they must have went to somewhere else before they went to Scranton, right? I mean, how do they even get in the mail? When I'm the guy picking up the mail at the box, I'm like, it smells like some remains are in here. How does it go to Scranton before they figure that out? I don't understand. Uh, you know. The blood on the envelopes would, uh, it's strange. The criminal complaint alleges that woman was stealing the body parts from a mortuary in Arkansas and shipping them to Pennsylvania for sale. The human remains were determined to be the property of the University of Arkansas, according to investigators. Oh, this is a college, college uh, body parts. It's probably going to go end up being for the fucking museum, you know, where they do that shit. What's that called? The human, uh, the human body, the exhibit where they just have like, dolls they're just human they're just dudes i've read someplace that those people are like murdered by the cartel or something i believe that they are uh political prisoners from china oh that's right it was worse (laughs) well god blessed we love china you know we are a big we are in favor of china on this podcast so whatever they want to do with their political prisoners if we can learn more about the human body because of their existence then it seems like china is doing something nice with the bodies um but yeah you just see some limp dick asshole who was like a you know 
the premiere's bad or whatever. I don't know. He's marching in Tiananmen Square, and now we have to look at him naked on display, and they're like, this is what a, a body looks like cut in half. With a football? Yeah, so I think, like, University of Arkansas was, you know, they got body parts for, they're teaching doctors how to cut people up and shit, you know? <laughs> so they got a bunch of bodies and stuff. Is that what happens when I write my name on the back of my license? Is that where my body goes to, like, when they're like, oh, yeah, you go you go to a, I thought it was transplants, but does it go to research, do you think? No, I believe those are two different things. I believe that um, donating yeah, your I, body to science so they can study it is different from donating your organs for transplant. Yeah, that's the thing. I want my organs to go transplant. I don't want them to go to like just some fucking kooks like experimenting on them. Do you know fair what I enough. mean? Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know why. Maybe, I mean, I guess they contribute to the advancement of medical science, but at the same time, I don't want some fucking dork cutting me up and shit. I want to go to like a person. I don't care if the person's a dork that gets my lungs and he gets to live and be cool eventually, then sweet. But I'm not going to some nerd and fucking going like, oh, oh, look at what happens when I do this to it. Like, fuck off. I'm not doing that shit with my fucking organs. So thank God. I hope it's just transplant. Although I don't have a license now. So if they did find my body four days after I died, because how is anyone going to know? I would probably not even be viable to don't they're like his organs are stale plus they were ruined anyways you know all these just throw them in the trash yeah that's like if i ever it i always uh i used to tell a joke about this when i drove about how if i wrote my name on the back of my license i don't do it because i fear someday some doctor will have to come you know it'll be raining one night and he'll get woken up at three i mean they'll say on this windy road a a man has died and it will be me and it will be fucking the doctor will have to get out of bed with his his warm bed with his wife and drive to the crash scene to harvest my organs and then he's going to get there and be like ah oh, just throw it all in a hefty bag you got me out of bed for this yeah like i this there's nothing in here that is usable you know that joke didn't work so i just got rid of, i just told it here but yeah, no, I mean, uh, this guy, so let's see what he was trying to do with it. So these parts, evidently, he was siphoning them off from the University of Arkansas. Uh, the University of Arkansas for Medical Services spoke to News 8 sister station, 4029 News, about the incident and provided this statement. It said, as uh, an employee, excuse me, of the mortuary service is under investigation by federal authorities for taking some human remains from the mortuary that were donated to UAMS. We are saddened and appalled that this happened. At the end of the day, do you even know, like, if your family, it's not like anyone whose family member was in this program and their parts ended up in this dude's bucket. No one knows. So it's like, I get it. They're appalled. They have to say that. But they're never telling the families, like, so you know how your son donated his body to this UAMS center? Well, turns out he was in that psychopath's bucket the whole time. Would you want Our to know? Our bad. Our bad, dude. Sorry. Would I want to know? I don't know. That's the thing, though. At the end of the day, they're not going to tell them. So sure. it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, I guess if I was like, I am a morbid person, I might go knock on their door and be like, so give me the skinny. Was my mom in that bucket or what? 
This is one of the more bizarre investigations I have encountered in my 33 years as a prosecutor. Just when I think I have seen it all, a case like this comes around. That's according to the district attorney, Sean McCormick. Police and Paul uh, said Polly was released on $50,000 unsecured bail. That seems gnarly. I mean, the man's got just 50K lying around. Well, that's what happens when you traffic body parts. We're going to end up eating body parts soon. He's probably on some level that we can't even think of. He was like, I was doing some like organic research to save the hungry or some shit. You know what I mean? He's probably got some crazy explanation. But yes, shout out to T-Bone who also sent this in. Of course, it was sent in from Ryan who lives in that neighborhood in PA. Very awesome. Also, Jacob sending that bad boy and wanted to give a shout out to all the Roach Report. I mean, there's so many more than that even that sent that bad boy to us. Um, what else do we have? I guess I should just shotgun a beer since I haven't pulled out another story yet. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. We'll do this after I shotgun the beer. And then we have, we have the whole stack here. The stack has gotten so large, folks. And this is a collection of 100 episodes. I mean, we've been collecting. I saved them in case of a rainy day. You never know when something could be a dud. You never know when something like you need more. So I've been saving all of these and they're very exciting. And uh, I can't wait to read this next one. This one coming up is going to be from Greg, who is all the way up in Maine. But let us shotgun another beer. What the hell? Let's kill some time that way. Let's play Richie doing dishes again. Wasn't nothing. I was going home and listen. Well, I don't give us the history of your interest in the inner city blacks. Idiot woman! Idiot! Not a thief! It's murder she wrote. You barely heard a word as she choked. I'm not gonna lie I didn't even read this yet but I think it what it is is <laughs> it's very now it's enticing now that I did read it a co-owner of a Scohegan restaurant that's someplace up in Maine has resigned after a video shared on Facebook appears to show him taking a photo up a woman's skirt <laughs> that's a fun fucking video how do you have the bravery to just hope they don't look turn around, you know? It's like watching Jurassic Park. It's like, I'm going to fucking take a picture of the raptor. And then it's like, huh? and then it turns and sees you. You can't do that kind of shit. I mean, that is like, that's not semen terrorism. It's something else. It's obviously, you know, I'm being facetious. But at the same time, it's like, how do you have the balls? We all fantasize about it. It's like grabbing a gun from a cop. We all think about it when we see it. You know, we're like, I'm going to fucking, I could steal that cop's gun right now. You would die in two seconds. It's the same thing. You're like, man, that, that chick's got a short skirt on and her pussy's kind of showing. I could, you know, take my phone out and put it over there and take a picture. But I would get caught and murdered. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the same scenario as fucking pulling out a 
cop's gunner attempting it. I do fantasize about that on the subway sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I could rush be like, freeze! <laughs> but I'm so blind and slow, I'd probably miss. And he'd be like, were you trying to shake my hand? But in this case, in the video, Eric Dorr, co-owner of Old Mill Pub, is seen positioning his phone below a young woman's skirt while she fills out paperwork. This video has gotten over... 97,000 views after being posted to Facebook Sunday morning. So not only did he take the video, he posted it on Facebook. Or did somebody else post it on Facebook? Because that's fucking weirder. It looks like someone's filming him through a window and they posted it. Ooh, I'm, I wasn't looking up at the video yet. Let's watch it again here for me. Oh, he's like skadunk. <laughs> Jesus. What is he like? Hey, can you take a look? Uh, I think a bug got smashed in my window. And then she's like, what? And then he like takes a upskirt shot of it. 97,000 views uh, after being posted. In fa- As I get drunker, I sound more like fucking Tom Brokaw. I'm like, on Facebook Sunday morning by Katy Perry of Madison, who said in the post that the video was passed on to her. Perry said in the post the young woman was a teenager yuck perry declined to comment further according to the morning sentinel after the video was posted the old mill pub facebook profile appeared to be deactivated so this guy was i mean she filling out paperwork like she works at the pub too like you know letting fucking underage girls work at your thing the restaurant later reactivated its facebook profile and po- thank god they reactivated. like who gives a shit they posted on tuesday Uh, that the restaurant had accepted his resignation. Oh, thank the Lord. Please understand that the dedicated staff that rely on us to support their families will strive to provide the same level. Thank goodness the restaurant is regretful. You know, just fire the guy. No one cares. No one's like, is this what the restaurant is doing? Is this the practice? It's not like they're taking upskirt photos and then posting them above the bar. If that's the case, then make a statement restaurant. Otherwise, what are you? They're trying to get clout for being like we fired this devastating man we will plan to resume regular operations today and ask for your understanding and most of all maintain peace for all those not involved (laughs) they're really getting out in front of something i feel like you know what i mean they didn't need to make that statement i feel like a lot of people are taking upskirt shots and they found out it was a pandemic within themselves and they were like oh god we gotta get out in front of this whole thing you guys just make women fill out phony paperwork on hoods of cars so you can take upskirt shots of their fucking pussies? What are you doing? This is a whole underground lair? <coughs> Benjamin Dore, Eric Dore's brother and co-owner of the restaurant. Oh, it was the owner. But also, so what? You know? I guess if it's my brother, I'm like, fuck, man. You're really fucking me here, dog. You're really fucking me, dude. Now we're the upskirt Eric, guys. You gotta stop this shit, bro. What did I tell you? What did I tell you last time you're doing this shit? Stop. Just go on the internet and type pussy. And you'll see all the upskirt shots you want. Type upskirt. Someone else is doing the dirty work out there. Benjamin Dore, Eric Dore's brother and co-owner of the restaurant, told the Morning Sentinel that the video was absolutely a shock to his family, except that it probably wasn't. He told the paper that the owners of the restaurant agreed to remove Eric from uh, the ownership, but that the process would take a little time. No shit. Eric Dore's wife will remain co-owner, according to the Morning Sentinel. Oh, he has a wife. (laughs) I bet she's psyched about this video coming out. She's at home. She's like, oh, cool. Sig video husband. And now I'm in here with your idiot brother doing fucking owning this dumb pit hole. You know, it's not fucking making money, this fucking restaurant up in Maine. 
Restaurants are a fucking money pit, dog. And if you get, that's why they had to get out in front of it, turns out. I just rationalized it in my own brain because boy, oh boy, they're going to, they're going to get sunk. But at the same time, if you're a pervert, that's where you're headed. What is this one now? We got another one or is this the same video? video. I'm sorry. I don't care about that. Not a fig. This is from uh, a man named, I didn't, this is his name. The man is named Gay and he is in Scotland. He wrote to me, he said in an email at joshpottershow at gmail.com. He said, hey, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually Gav. I was going to say, I don't think it's gay. <laughs> so, yeah, evidently, the man's name is Gav, not gay. My bad, Gav. Uh, I just saw the G-A and it looked like a Y. And then I got to the rest of the thing and says, hey, Josh, Gav from Scotland. Could have been gay. There's guys named gay. I found this crazy story. It's about a man who gets pushed at a festival and the rest of the festival goers bury him alive as an offering to Mother Earth. What the fuck? They had a fucking coffin with them. Who takes a coffin to a festival? Well, somebody who believes that they need to make an offering to Mother Earth brings a coffin places. That's really what it is. And I think Kirsten has some photos here. Let's see if they, I mean, there's they just like. In a mosh pit here in America, what we do during a Slipknot concert, if you get knocked down, you bring your fellow mosh pitter back up again, and then you knock him down again. You don't bury him alive. Ooh, can we listen to the man talk? Or is it in a foreign language? Yeah, it's in a foreign language. <laughs> Oh, it was the Mother Earth Festival, you see. And? This guy looks beat to hell. He broke out of a coffin. This is for folks who, are, if you speak Spanish out there, you know what he's saying. I'm reading it as I go. I should just read it break the glass as I was at the ceiling and the way I was able to get my way out he bashed his way out of the coffin you see that they put him in they were trying to sacrifice him to the earth and he was able to, he's describing how he made it out of the coffin but I would like to know why he was put into the coffin what did you do at the mother you're going to the mother earth festival you have some idea of what goes on there what were you doing that made you the sacrificial lamb to be thrown into the coffin? They just decided he was the weak one and beat the shit out of him and decided to throw him in? No, he had passed out while drinking. Oh, and when so they were. And so then they used him. But that also says that he woke up 50 miles from where he had even passed out. Wild. Well, to that Bengals fan we saw earlier, it all comes full circle, you know? At the end of the day, they don't, no one put that Bengals fan in a coffin and tried to bury him and sacrifice him to the earth. But the Mother Earth Festival is a place where you're going to get some weirdos. You're not going to be around all sorts of people that, you know, are uh, of like mind. You know, at a Bengals game, you can go pass out in a chair. No one's going to bury you. At a Jaguars game, you can get in a big old fight. At the end of the day, you're going to get to go home. You go to the Mother Earth Festival with all these fucking crystal people and shit, you might end up in a fucking coffin and buried into the ground 
And if you come to, you're going to have to bash your way out of glass like that man did. He did not look. If you are not watching on YouTube, folks, go check it out. He did not look in good shape. What a wild story coming to us from Scotland, though the story not from Scotland. Did it say where the Mother Earth Festival was happening? Uh, it says Bolivia. Bolivia. Ooh, I love them Bolivia girls, too. They're crazy, but they're fun. But let us shotgun one more beer for the 100th episode, and then I'm going to go home and pass out because it's been a long-ass day for the Roach, and it's been a wonderful, wonderful 100 episodes. I appreciate you if you've been here, whether it be from episode 1 to episode 99. I appreciate you. I've made so many great friends meeting uh people who listen to the show and watch the show out there you're all so awesome and you come to the fucking shows and watch me do comedy live which is all i've ever wanted and i appreciate that a great deal i'm going to be in philadelphia or i'm going to be in uh ontario improv september 14th i'm going to be with chase o'donnell in yuma arizona september 30th i'm going to be at the oxnard levity live september october 6th excuse me and uh more dates will be filling in going to be doing some spots at the store soon i'm excited so keep your eyes peeled all on at josh underscore potter on instagram at j underscore potter on twitter or you can always uh you know just follow along here on this very youtube channel subscribe like hit the bell i love you very much let's shotgun another beer for the road what do you say i don't care about that not a fig i know you don't john otto but i care about it quite a bit as a matter of fact all right limp biscuit all right. Well, hey, that's what you have to say. Here's Richie doing dishes. WGR. I was going home and listen. Well, I know. Oh, don't give us the history of your interest in the uh, inner city blacks. Idiot woman. Idiot. Not a thief. It's murder she wrote. She barely heard a word as she choked. Wasn't nothing. And you TTIN wasn't nothing. Mindless. Uh-huh.